Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, Sitting here with my buddy, Sam Rodriguez. Sam, That's me. Ziggy, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are well, you? Well, uh, I'm doing fine. We're a little lonely because uh, Tom Dorian is not here. Uh, Tom had to get his hair cut. And you know, when you, Tom gets his hair cut, it's a big deal. Oh, Cardinals have to get Yeah, uh, they just get permission from the Vatican because it's perfect hair and all. So anyway, uh, we wish him well, Godspeed, and I'm sure he'll be back soon. But in his stead, we have a, a, a very uh, nice guest Who's been with us before? It's Joe Thorderson. Joe, how are you doing? Good. So now I'm supposed to fill in for Tom. That's, yeah, you're. Yes. Yeah, so, so you I need to be a little taller. Those are big shoes to fill, sir. So yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. So well, certainly uh, he does have big shoes, big hair. Yeah. Now you are the opposite. You have little hair. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know thanks, if that's man. good. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, you know, but that's in now. So that's good. That's yeah. good that you have little hair. But anyway, what you have is holy, and that's good. Um, so you know, interestingly, <laughs> Joe uh, contacted me and said, "Hey, I have got." A show idea. And uh, what is it, Joe? And he said, I want to talk about baseball. And I said, Joe, this is a Catholic talk show. He's yeah. like, I know. Oh, yeah. It'll all tie together, sir. Yeah, so, eventually. Yeah. So so if you don't think it ties together, wait until the very end. Literally, uh, like three seconds before the end, you will get the secret handshake. And if not, you'll get a <laughs> refund for your uh, for the money you, you spent exactly. on this show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so if, uh, if we don't remember who Joe is, uh, if you don't know who Joe is, uh, he is the host of Geek Tank Radio. That's heard on 101.9 KISS FM, right. wherever that's heard. And also, he is the host of the Fix It Up show. That's on iHeartRadio. And you know, um, both of those, you just Google either. Yeah. Well, the, the Fix It Up show, call me. It's a, it's on Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock uh, on in uh, Central in Memphis. Right. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can only imagine, uh, and that's awesome, that uh, that you have the Fix It Up show and then Geek Tank Radio. So... And we had you on a couple times uh, before, and we talked about Star Wars and superheroes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and those those great messages that can be uh, had from experiencing that uh, that world, and that's so neat to talk about. Now we're going to talk about baseball, maybe in that sort of same context. I hope so. So, yeah. so you're going to tell me why we're talking about baseball. Let's just start there. Well, I like how you're putting the weight on me. Yeah, this is your yeah, show, is, Deacon listen, Jeff. I mean, a, I'm just answering point. the questions. Yeah, a good host <laughs> always makes sure that rotten content is because of who came on. Well, <laughs> here's yeah, yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. So basically, I'm a lifelong Cubs fan, and all the St. Louis Cardinals people can throw things see, at the I radio see, right now. I, yeah. I see redemptive suffering already. I see that theme. Oh right. yeah, I mean, yeah, I've paid my dues, Deacon. I don't, I don't have to go to purgatory. Straight I've already been a Cubs heaven. fan. Yeah, but um, no. If, have you ever been to Wrigley Field? I mean, so you know. I've only, I've not been onto the field. I've been too uh, out in front of it, looking at it, but I never went inside. Well, it's it's really a historic place, and I yeah. grew up there. I was spoiled. I didn't realize how spoiled I was because I just went there my whole life. And uh, anyway, it is a. Even if you're not into baseball, it's worth seeing. It's 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 a it's like stepping back in time. It's when you legendary. Go in there. I mean, it it's, is. it is definitely one of those places that right. when you go in there, supposedly it's like this is a, a bucket list item for some people. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so anyway, I hadn't been there since 1987, and if you recall, they didn't have lights in the sta- in the stadium until yeah. 1988. So I've never been to a night game, and that was a big deal when they put the lights in. Oh yeah, a lot of people said oh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a bit. It was a lot of. It's, "Quote unquote controversy, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so what occurred to me though, Deacon Jeff was uh, so 
it was a big deal going back to see it. It was a really great experience, and and uh, I got to meet uh, Father Burke Masters. Now, who's, who's that? He's the he's the chaplain of the Cubs. I actually met him a few weeks before I went to Wrigley Field. Oh, interesting. I'll tell you about that in a second. But um, anyway, it occurred to me. You know that verse in the Bible? Uh, I guess it's the Book of Revelation. Of, yeah. Of every race, language, people, and tongue, or something. Yeah. So like that. I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's in the seventh chapter. Seventh chapter. We, we pray it in the uh, uh, Liturgy of the Hours a lot, so I was familiar with it. But I, I thought I would I would get it and uh, and read it to people. Okay. Uh, and read what it says. It says, uh, of course, this is John's apocalyptic vision, right? You know uh, that he's having here, and he says, uh, after this, I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white base. Baseball uniforms and holding baseball bats. <laughs> now I'm, I, I, I changed the end there, but that's yeah, not what it says there. But but it but it is talking about all this, and this is this vision um, right. of the eternal church, right, right? Right, this gathering place. And so you you what do you think about that verse when you think about baseball? Well, the thing is, I you know I, there's many formative experiences in our life. One of the big ones for me was going to see War, uh, Pope John Paul II at World Youth Day in in Colorado in wow. 1993. And there was there was this crowd you really you couldn't number it. It was a huge thing. It was a really exciting thing to be a part of. And on a smaller scale, I felt that when I went to Wrigley Field, I was like, Interesting. we were all united. At, well, except for the Cardinal fans that were there. And by the way, we won that day, which was great. But awesome. anyway, but no, it was like you go there and you wind up making friends with everybody that you're sitting around. And there's this huge celebration of. Uh, Humanity, you could say, and there's people. There could they could be a three year old kid and a ninety year old uh, grandmother, right. and yet we're all united and we're all there together. And I thought institutions like that are kind of rare, exactly. and they should be celebrated. But they also give us glimpses, I think, of the church, you right? Know, and, and you know, and of heaven, they are extremely rare. In fact, they're down to just a few: baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. I've seen that commercial. But that's well. If you're a Ford guy, then you're out of luck. Yes. <laughs> no, but 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 that speaks right to the heart of what you're talking about. That baseball is one of these. Uh, even though I mean, its its history is not ancient. No, but but it is pretty old. It's about 150. You know. But yeah. since its inception, right? Since since it was it was, and and we were not going to get to the 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 controversy of who actually invented it, whether it was Abner Doubleday or, or oh, whoever. Right. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But we will say that it really caught on and is really one of those things that's sort of like an icon of America. It is, uh, you yeah. know, and and if and if you would agree with me that the, that America has always been this place of freedom, and you think you want to put your hand over your heart, looking at the flag and and all the goodness, uh, and and I hope one day, uh, you know, everyone realizes just what a special place this is. Um, but baseball sort of like plays a part in that, and there's this wholesomeness and this sort of goodness that actually is part of that game, isn't there? Yeah, well, I think on a fundamental level, because I'm, I'm sure you guys did the same thing growing up. I mean, we. We played literally almost every day when when it was yeah. nice out. And what I like, I mean, to me, it's very it's a very accessible activity because you can either go watch a baseball game or you can you know you can listen to it right. on the radio or you can play it if you have a baseball. But you don't really need to spend a lot of money, and most people can afford to do it. You know, so you could go to a, a field and play it so i guess what i'm saying is it's something that anybody can enjoy and there are different different levels right you can see it and 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 experience it in so many contexts my mom interestingly when when all the boys had gone off to college my mom was alone and she said that she would turn on she loved baseball season she didn't know any teams and didn't follow any baseball 
whatsoever. Didn't even know the game, but she sat and listened to baseball games while she was knitting. Really? And there was just something that was calming to her, and she felt like she was in a stadium somewhere. Yeah. And so that was her experience of baseball, but it's really... and But you can't have that same experience, I think, with... With some of the other sports, right? You know, with motocross. You know, my mom mm-hmm. never yeah. could knit to motocross. You know, and, and, and just there's something wholesome and good. Uh, and so let's talk about the need for wholesomeness and goodness. I mean, do we sense that maybe that 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 in our culture today that we're we're struggling in that area? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I think. Gosh, it, so far, knock on wood, baseball hasn't been ruined. At least for me, like it hasn't been overly. Uh, politicized or or anything like that and plus you know the the nature of the game itself it's not it's not a violent sport it's not you know sometimes people might pull muscles or they get hit by a ball or something but it's generally a pretty uh what's the word dignified and and not it's not an ugly sport and there's always redemption too because uh you you could be down 20 runs in the ninth inning and technically you still could come back and so there's something just I oh, I, and you know what? I was I was recently in Cincinnati watching the poor Reds be up by seven runs, seven to nothing, and lose like thirteen to twelve or something. You know, so it it, it can go. It seems like it's just going to move slowly, then all of a sudden, bam! All yeah. kinds of stuff. One happens. of my favorite quotes from Bob Euchre back in, uh, with the um, just a bit outside yeah. <laughs> with the Milwaukee Brewers. They were down eight zip, and uh, he said, "Just a couple of grand slammers, and the Brew Crew's right back in this one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, there's there's hope. Also, there's always there? hope. There's yeah. always hope. Actually, something that occurred to me as I was listening to you, and this calls back to a previous episode from, uh, I believe, last year, where you talked about minutes versus moments. Mm-hmm. And the fact is about baseball, someone has timed that the actual game play is really only a few minutes. I think less than ten minutes or something like that over, over a period of two, three hours that the game itself is happening. And if you think about it, a lot of times, especially in the spiritual life, we're in a moment of waiting waiting on the lord waiting mm-hmm. for those moments and and having that anticipation build and i think that there's that aspect is present within baseball as well yeah patience right you you've got yeah. a, you, you, there there's cuz you don't go to you don't yell hurry up yeah <laughs> you don't the yell hurry trying up trying to set up and everything yeah well and then also there's this whole thing about i mean you certainly you if you're going to like steal bases where you're going to run fast Right, right, and there are these moments of these, these where the where the uh, the needle pegs to the right with excitement for like about seven seconds. You're right. I never thought of that, but yeah, but in, until the ball is in play, there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of thinking. Right. There's a lot of yeah, chewing and spitting and whatever yeah, you're doing. Tobacco. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. hoping and anticipating. You <laughs> right. know, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so the struggles in the world today, though, uh, you know, I guess some of the some of the virtues that that either you take. Uh, that you receive from baseball or the things that that baseball helps build up in you um, you are some of the virtues I think we need uh, in in the world. So good, good, honest, hard work, uh, uh, certainly having uh, hope and and, and seeing a a positive outcome, but also patience and and being willing to wait for that moment. And and then being uh, uh, prudent about uh, should I do this in play calling and whatnot? Right. Uh, don't we look at uh, managers and we think like those guys don't do anything? <laughs> they literally stand with their arms folded and they make no facial expression and they got the some poker face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, they, and but but apparently there's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. In the strategy. So, oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't judge it by the by what you see on TV for sure. So but, we're talking yeah. to Joe Thorderson. He is the host of Geek Tank Radio and the Fix It Up Show. Uh, both of those, you can just Google and find more information about those shows. 
Uh, and we're talking about baseball. Yeah. Uh, great. On a Catholic show. I love this. Uh, so we're going to come back uh, and talk some more about this. But before we uh, we do, uh, I want to tell you we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at the Catholic Cafe. Also, like us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and share our posts and comment on us. Uh, it makes a difference. All right. Sounds good. And so with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bester Zemski. And this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Sam Rodriguez, and we're talking to Joe Thorderson. Yeah. Joe is the host of Geek Tank Radio and the Fix It Up show. Uh, Google 
Joe Thorderson's shows, Geek Tank Radio and the Fix It Up show. To find out more about those things. We'd love for you to listen to those things. Think of Car Talk, only it's for home improvement. That's it's very funny. Up. Yeah, All right, very good. It's fun. Call in. It's live, Deacon Jeff. That Call in. Like... I'll give you a lot of grief on the air. Oh, sounds like a plan. <laughs> I, that's what I love. I love, yeah. uh, you know, make, right. m- m- making waves wherever I go. So we're talking about baseball, Joe, and, uh, uh, you know, I, and I think as we started to talk uh, midway in this little break, you know, sometimes off the air we talk a little bit. We're talking about the patron saints. Yeah, I couldn't. I asked. I said, "Who's the patron saint of baseball?" But Sam sounds like he's got an answer. Yeah. Well, well, for the for the Cubs, they. Well, that's a different story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is it pre twenty sixteen Cubs or post? Because we're a different. Yeah. Well, you're talking about St. Jude, right? Well, that's what that's what I grew up with, St. Jude. Yeah, was the patron but saint of the Cubs. They impossible. haven't canonized uh, Steve Bartman as a saint for the Cubs, right? No, no. <laughs> he had to bring up Bartman. No, that's right. <laughs> Maybe it was the Marlins. Maybe it was the Marlins who canonized. They did. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, you had mentioned uh, Deacon Jeff St. Sebastian as the patron saint of athletes, and actually, I think there's another layer of uh, support for uh, St. Sebastian uh, because a lot of folks don't know this, but. So first he was he was hit with all those arrows, yeah. right? But he survived that because a woman came and prayed over him, and he went to the emperor who had ordered him to be executed and boasted that he had been uh, that he had survived the uh, the arrows, and so then he was uh, clubbed to death. Oh, so okay. uh, with an instrument similar to a baseball bat. So uh, <laughs> see, I can see the <laughs> connection. Wrong with us, man? <laughs> I can see the connection. This place is this is going nowhere fast. If that's the pay, if that's the basis for this, we yeah we the church needs a Let's little stick more with work. Steve right Barton. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think it's Saint Ernie Banks. That's who I think yeah. it is. That's most. That's probably. How about think, Saint Ozzy Smith? What do you think? No, Care to all comment? Right. Move it along. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's time to, now it's time to go. So, uh, which does remind me though, I do. There's a great uh, story. Uh, that we could talk about, and that's uh, these um, two guys, uh, Sam and Joe, who loved baseball so much. They just loved baseball. In fact, they wondered if, uh, like, do they play baseball in heaven? And uh, oh, there's a segue. Yeah, and so they actually uh, they agreed with each other. Sam and uh, Joe agreed that, like, whichever one died first would would find out if there was baseball in heaven, and then would come back and tell the other to let him know. Mm. And so it just so happened that Sam died first. I did. Yes, <laughs> I didn't say he it was, was you. I don't know why you think it's you. Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one too many Cubs jokes. And so Sam dies first. Yeah. Sam goes and finds out, and and a couple days later he comes back. Yeah. To Joe, uh-huh. the Lord permits him to come to Joe, uh, and he says, "Joe, I've got great news." Well, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is there is baseball in heaven. Mm-hmm. The bad news is you're pitching Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was, I wondered where yeah. this was going. But okay. Yeah. See, I yeah. was reminded of the, uh, the Stephen Wright joke where he says, I plan to live forever. So far, so good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's okay. on plan. He's on plan. Oh, boy. So, okay. so, so we're talking about this, and a nice segue is there baseball in heaven, but it'd be interesting to have that conversation. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because I, I it occurred to me. Now I don't want to get all theological because I suppose there's probably there prob maybe there's an answer, maybe there isn't. But I think it's it, it would be an interesting question to pose to a lot of different people. So I was thinking of making an actual really? mini documentary like, out of this. Like I want to get I want to have my camera and recorder, and I want to ask as many people. Basically, it's a two part question: If there's baseball in heaven, what will it be like? 
basically. So yeah. I was going to throw it out to you guys. What do you? Well, I will you tell know? you this. My first thought is there would be no uh, stealing of bases. <laughs> oh come on, man! <laughs> I mean, there's no, no nothing there. There's a commandment that deals with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know there'd be no crying in baseball, right? Well, because well, there's no right. tears, and okay. we've gotten a little yeah, no tears in heaven. Right. And we also saw that uh, that movie. You know, right. Tom Hanks says, "There's no crying in baseball." Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know that's a great question. I I, I don't know the answer, mm. uh, but I know what I would like. Okay. So th- is that fair enough to, no, I to answer that way? None of us are going to have the answer. But that's you know, because you, you know, you understand. Uh, I teach RCIA, and right. people ask these questions like, "What?" For first of all, is heaven real? Yeah. Right. They'll ask that question because people really just want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer is yes, heaven's real. Yeah. Well, what's heaven like? And so the the, the glimpses we get of heaven. Uh, and some of the visions, I, I don't know that we can say that they're specific, like snapshot pictures. You can say, "Oh, look at that! That's a perfectly mowed lawn." Uh, and they've got right. the they've got the deluxe cable package. I can see that. And there's a Taco Bell in the corner. They have everything they need in heaven. I, we don't see any images like that, so I don't know. But I would imagine there's great joy in heaven. Um, and now, when I teach RCI, I will tell them all those things don't matter in terms of like what's heaven like because you're in the beatific vision, right? You're in mm-hmm. the very presence of God and so you're totally satiated in every way so you have no desire for anything but God and being present with God so the question really should be does God like baseball enough to put it in heaven (laughs) (laughs) so I'm turning the tables just a little bit and say like if if baseball is that wholesome and good of a sport you'd think that God would say this is going to be. I'm going to. This is going to be in heaven, or this is in heaven. Sure. And it just took us all these thousands upon thousands of years to actually get baseball invented, so we could be more heavenly. I guess. I knew Deacon Jeff would get all thought provoking without actually giving us any <laughs> answer. So well, okay. you, know my, you know the trick. <laughs> I've been there. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, I think all of the all, all of the truth, beauty, and goodness that you're uh, you're identifying, all the wholesomeness that you're you're identifying, <laughs> that itself will certainly be present in heaven, whether or not you know ultimately. The source of that wholesomeness, the source of that goodness, is is ultimately not baseball, but God Himself, who participates in all things, right? And so, Him and His participation in those fruits will be present, as opposed as to whether or not baseball has a mediating role along the way. Uh, I don't I, think you have to play your way in. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you show up to the pearly gates and there's like a ball field right in the front, and Saint Peter's yeah. he has a ball and he's bouncing up and down and and saying, "All right, welcome, Joe. Welcome, Sam." You know, if you want to get in, you've got to hit a grand slam home run. No, I don't know. <laughs> that well, doesn't happen. We know that theologically. Yeah. Right? You don't earn, you can't earn your way into heaven. No. My thought, though, if there is baseball in heaven, was that it would be, it would, for one thing, there'd be perfect sportsmanship. And I think we'd, we'd be able to find joy in our opposing, even if our opposing team did did really well and, and we, you we would could find joy that. we would appreciate you it. would see skill and you would see finesse and you would right. see goodness including in bartman's catch well yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and think of the lineup you could have you could have babe ruth playing against george washington or or you know saint, saint babe ignatius ruth would only be would, playing uh, he'd only be playing if there's beer in heaven and okay. i don't i can't answer that <laughs> I cannot answer that question, uh, but but, but you know, I want to hear people's answers because I've heard you know I think you know. So here's the thing: there we, could be some good you, answers. You out of this. you need to get some data, and so if you're listening to this and you th- you you have an opinion about whether or not there is baseball in heaven, especially if you've played or maybe you're yeah a if you've got, you got a love player, for the, if you've got yeah. a love for the game and you really and you and you you I haven't thought about this. Joe would love to hear from you, and um, we're going to give Joe's email address. It's 
So you are also uh, this uh, Memphis CFC. What is that? I'm the founder of the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention. So All right. it's, a, it's a, every November. I may as well give the plug. November 15th through 17th this year. It's a three-day geek celebration. It's like Comic-Con, only smaller. Yeah, so, and yeah. it's in Memphis, Tennessee. Right. And it sounds awesome. Family-friendly. Yes. A lot of fun. No, and we need some more of those. Wholesome. This is kind of tie into that because yeah. that, that, that whole world uh, oh, yeah. is, is, a wonderful, is a wonderful world. And there's, there's wholesomeness and there's goodness. And you got superheroes to look up to. Oh, yeah. And villains to beat down. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, uh, Memphis CFC. So, all lowercase, all one word, Memphis CFC at gmail.com is Joe Thorderson's email address. And he wants to know if you think uh, baseball is in heaven and what you think about that. What are, what would it be like? It's basically, yeah. yeah what, what, if there's what baseball are, in heaven, what will what it, be, would it like? be like? And keep, you know, don't get real heavily in the theology because I don't. I'm just more interested in what what people would want to see baseball look like in heaven, basically. If you build it, they will yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> does it look like a cornfield? Is what you want to know. What yeah. do you think it looks like? It's going to look like Wrigley Field, well, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And again, all you haters from St. Louis can send your hate mail to memphiscfc <laughs> at, at gmail.com. But, you know, the, as fond as people and sentimental as people might ha- might be about baseball, it's interesting because you're bringing up Field of Dreams and that moment of, hey, Dad, how about a catch? Yeah. I think it is. it would be that aspect of, you know, as much as they might like to play on the same field as a great baseball player like a Babe Ruth, Stan Musial. Uh, and stuff like yeah. that. They would also like to just be able to play catch with their dad one last time, sure. for example. And and and, and that, that moment touches the man's heart in a unique way. No man can watch that film without weeping. Field oh, yeah. of dreams, right? Yeah, absolutely. So th- I, I I totally agree. And so that's uh, so memphiscfc at gmail dot com. Joe wants to know what you think about baseball in heaven. What does it look like? If there is baseball in heaven, what does that? look like joe we've got a a a little over a minute left and uh you know let's go back to the cubs and your time spent there with uh father masters father burke masters Mm. now how did and how did that go meeting him and going to the field and everything was that a was that a spiritual experience for you it was pretty cool basic i'll be real quick so i was listening to a game because i listened to all the games on the mlb app and anyway ron coomer just threw it out. He goes, oh, yeah, and Father Burke Masters, the Cubs chaplain, and said blah, blah, blah. And, and my ears perked up. I said, wait, the Cubs have a chaplain? And it's fu-. and so I basically the long and short was I got in touch with him. And f- funny enough, he was going to be in Tupelo two weeks later, wow. which is only an hour, what, an hour from and a half Memphis, from here. Yeah. I drove down and met him. He was talking at his... Uh, in his old diocese, because he's a, apparently a local hero. He was a world-class base. He could have been a, a professional baseball player. Wow. He felt the calling to, to, to the priesthood and gave up that and uh, became a priest. So that was a great experience uh, for you. You can find his story on CD. Maybe I can come back and talk about him, but he's part of Catholic Athletes for Christ, which minister to the Catholic athletes of Such a in neat baseball. experience. It's very cool. And yeah. it's made possible only by baseball. A heavenly game. <laughs> and so, uh, Joe, thanks for being with us. And so, you know what? I, I imagine that Mary, well, we can we can go to her uh, for her intercession for baseball and for all of our lives. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.